0: With who with with Welcome to BSing with Sean K. am your host, Sean Neese. Uh, For this episode of this podcast, uh, episode 49, I'll be interviewing uh, puppeteer, actor, and voice actor, uh, Chris Palmieri. uh, His main passion is puppeteering, and he, he is currently working at the Toy Museum in New York, and also at Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey. And he talked a lot about how he got involved with puppetry and uh, what it was like learning the craft of it. And also a lot about uh, his beliefs about animal rights and some of the activism that he's done. Anyway, here's the interview, and I hope you enjoy it. So how would you get started with activism and uh, puppeteering and everything else that you're doing?
1: Well, I got started with puppetry through being trained and working as an actor. I was on tour with a children's theater production that went around North America. And during some off time I went to a Jim Henson exhibit at the Museum of Moving Image in Astoria. And was really inspired by his body of work and became reobsessed as I was as a kid with his work just sort of as a fan. And as I'm wanting to do, I became very interested in exactly how all of that worked. And so I started. I bought a puppet, started playing with it, and I said, "Oh, I could do this." And so I started trying to build puppets, and it's become a, a passion of mine. And it's it's been at least half, if not most, of what I'm doing at any given time as a as a professional career. With activism, I started. About a year into being vegan, I went vegan because uh, a mutual friend of ours, Jamie, who I worked with at a place where I puppeteer, uh, was vegan and sort of got me into animal issues and was debating with me a little bit about it. And then he sent me uh, a speech by a vegan advocate by the name of Gary Urofsky, which just convinced me. I, I had already cared. I was already uh, interested in, in the issue of marine mammal captivity because we had seen Blackfish together. And that kind of primed me on concern for animals more broadly. And I think it took about a year uh, for me to start getting the gumption to be involved in activism. And I, uh, at that time, I found the network Direct Action Everywhere, uh, with which I'm now an organizer uh, for the New York City chapter. And I was really inspired by and convinced by their arguments and evidence for the type of activism that they take. Anyway, uh, I was really inspired and interested in what they did. And I started getting more involved and soon after I became an organizer. And so now, you know, if I'm not puppeteering and acting, I'm probably advocating
0: for animals. So do any of your progressive ideas ever come out? in your performances?
1: Yeah, you'd be surprised what you can get away with. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, progressive ideas and and pro-animal ideas are based on values that most people share, uh, whether they really fully realize that or not. And um, it's, you know, you can get a lot in there that appeals to a broader audience, but is very consistent with and connected to that sort of messaging.
0: So, what do you enjoy the most about performing
1: well i just uh, I've come to see performing as such a an important aspect of society. Um, I think that human beings really need uh, entertainment as a way of i don't not just escaping from life, although sometimes that's necessary but also dealing with life and i uh you know and I think that's true of every level of performance. Um, and uh it's really means a lot to me to be able to give people joy or some kind of emotional catharsis or entertainment uh in a world that I think very much needs it.
0: So you're talking about using art to reflect the times or get people to I guess question what they believe or what they've been taught to believe and maybe see things in a different yeah, way. Yeah, I think
1: it depends on the project, you know. I mean, of course, I'm I'm for hire, so sometimes I'm just, I'm just, you know, my role is to perform as I've been asked based on the needs of the script or, or the event or the show or whatever it is. Um, and other times I have more creative control, such as when Jamie and I work together, and we can construct uh, the messaging a bit more precisely and also uh, – you know, we actually have done shows that were overtly about veganism and animal rights for, uh, veg fests and things like that, where we were actually able to be a, a little more on the nose about our messaging, which was really cool because then we really got to, um, be reaching out to families and, uh, trying to, you know, connect with them and, and their values and things like that. But uh, I'd actually like to move more in that direction and sort of, it, it's sort of like right now, um, there are these two things there's my art and there's my activism and i actually uh have been feeling a stronger and stronger urge to finally start putting something down on paper and finding a way to um put those things together in a some kind of interesting way maybe a film of some sort yeah i think a film would be great uh, i'm also very attracted to um street theater and interactive performance a lot of what i've done uh as a performer has been interactive and i i think you can kind of get the best of both worlds because you could um create some kind of street theater piece or interactive uh exhibit or something like that that that, that has a performance or artistic element you know um presentation and execution to it and then you can have somebody there to film and get people's responses and kind of condense it into uh one of those cool like two or three minute viral videos so um that might be good too to sort of that's actually one of the things i'm most intrigued by is that kind of format because it would i think it would um be cool to do it live for um people out in the world and also to uh make a little film about it
0: and i imagine it would get hard to make time for both your activism and your art
1: yeah, it can be challenging. I mean, um, I, I, do volunteer as an activist, so there is that balance between I've, I've got to work and I've got to pay the bills and I've also got to, um, have a strong presence in my chapter and, and fulfill my duties as an organizer and, and keep the promises I've made. And also I feel very strongly about advocating, advocating for, uh, justice for other sentient beings and as well as humans. And, um, so it's a balancing act. And, uh, the nice thing is that you can do a lot online. Like even in so far as like I can organize protests and community events and things like that, that even if I can't attend them, I can do all the legwork of contacting everybody and putting up event pages and doing outreach, things like that. I can, I can still do a lot. I can edit video. I can do a lot on the computer, which is, is helpful for the times where i perhaps have a lot of work one particular week. Um, but essentially like I'm a freelancer most of the time. So I take the time that I have and I spend it doing activism and with certain things, I will say I'm absolutely going to be there if it's a very large event with other things where it's, there's several organizers working on it and it's not so important whether I'm there in person or not. Sometimes I have to sacrifice that for work or vice versa. But, um, I actually really enjoy the challenge of balancing a schedule and not having consistency and not just working for one person or anything like that. So I I feel that I rise to the challenge rather well.
0: And have you ever considered setting up a fundraiser show or performing at some sort of activist event?
1: Yeah, I would, um, love to do something like that. Uh, you know, these are all great ideas and, um, it's just a matter of having time between like the work I'm already doing and the um, activism I'm already doing to like sit down and say, I'm going to create a special project that I've got to pretty much start, uh, preferably in a collaborative way. I really enjoy working with other people the most. I'm not particularly attached to the idea of doing everything, um, but – I love the idea of putting on a stage performance of some kind, or performing at an event and somehow raising money for either my group or another uh, particular charitable cause that would be really good to donate to at that time. So yeah, those are definitely things that I'm sort of exploring, and I, I'm I'm just I just finished up a full time summer performance contract, and I'm looking at going in towards some more free time this winter, so I'm hoping to capitalize on that by getting a few of these projects off the ground.
0: So who are some of the companies you're working for now, and what's uh, your experience like working with them?
1: Sure. So uh, one company that I've worked for for five years, I'm the lead of the puppetry department at Field Station Dinosaurs, which is an outdoor educational amusement experience in um, leonia new jersey just across from the george washington bridge in new york and i operate a 75 pound 15 foot long juvenile tyrannosaurus rex puppet that you get inside of and uh, we move her head and mouth and eyes we make the roars through a sound system that makes us sound deeper and louder and more animal-like and uh, i love that job it's the best thing i've ever been paid to do i really appreciate the work and i'm really happy to continue to work there and i work there full-time in the summers and then sort of part-time through the rest of the year and uh i very much love that job i also in addition to advocating for empathy and justice i also am a really strong advocate of um, critical thought and scientific literacy especially for kids I think that getting kids interested in science and thinking scientifically is um, very essential because without science, we really can't put that empathy that I'm trying to cultivate in other people and in myself to good use because science helps us to solve the problems of how to make the world a better place um, that we recognize through our empathy. Uh, I also work for a few other um, children's theater companies in the city i work for teatro Sea, which is a bilingual latino theater company of which i'm the only non-bilingual non-latino member doing puppetry and acting and i also am a teaching artist with them working after school with uh with kids teaching puppetry and theater um i work for the toy museum of new york which is uh there's no actual museum space anymore but it is still a children's theater company and i do um Shows at schools and in theaters for them, which educate children on the history of toys and puppets and um, things like that. And I do my own show, of course, uh, with Jamie, sometimes without Jamie, which is a combination of music and puppetry. And it's sort of an event performance. So sometimes it's uh, catered to a specific theme or message. And sometimes Jamie and I have a little more freedom and we can do whatever we like. Outside of that, I I do uh, short films and event performances and plays and really anything else that I can come by that uh, is interesting and that I have the time to do, and it all ends up working out pretty well.
0: And how would you describe the process of learning puppetry and what were some of the challenges with it?
1: Puppetry is some of the most joyous things that i get to do it 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 really i finding puppetry was like finding everything i liked about performance in one place i love to act but i love i love to pretend i love to create um characters that are outside of myself um which there's less room to do in acting. Um, I had to learn how to be comfortable being myself because in acting, I'm mostly going to get characters that look and sound basically like me, give or take a couple of things. It's not so much about transformation the way, you know, certain actors like Daniel day Lewis or Robert De Niro or Johnny Depp might get to do. Uh, most actors are more like Michael Cera and Adam Sandler, uh, and tina fey you know people who are very good actors but they kind of do what they're good at in various circumstances that's how most actors get to be but puppeteers you get to be anything you can be any kind of person or animal or alien or plant or robot or inanimate object and i really love that improv is a big thing uh voices are a big thing and i've always loved doing voices so i kind of there's been a lot of challenges, and it's it's physically challenging. There's physicality to it. It's collaborative. A lot of times, multiple people will perform a single puppet, um, and I, I I just I just love all of that. And so the challenges have always been something that I felt like really I learned from, and and in most cases have risen to and and been able to um, do some really really fun work that I'm really proud of. And I just am so thankful to the people that gave me a shot at
0: doing it. So what are the different kinds of puppetry and uh, how do they vary from each other?
1: Sure. So, I mean, there's so many different kinds. Uh, The cool thing about puppetry also is that it's present in virtually all human cultures all throughout time uh, all over the world. Um. There is uh, marionettes, which are a string type of puppet. There are um, various kinds of hand puppets. Uh, One of the more popular types is the type that was developed by Jim Henson, where you move your hand like the mouth. Uh, There are full-body puppets of all kinds. There's mechanical puppets, robotic puppets, shadow puppets. Bunraku is a Japanese style of puppetry where the puppet walks on a flat surface and multiple performers bring it to life. And that's been adapted into uh, something called tabletop puppetry, which is used widely in the States now. Uh, there's pretty much if there's finger puppets. There's any way you can make a puppet move or any kind of device or mode of performance one might be able to think of. Uh, Exists. There are black light puppets where they're painted with black light paint and the performers are all in black and then the black light turns on and the regular lights turn off and it it appears as though those puppets are floating in the dark or the the puppeteers disappear. Um, And I have had experience with most of those and and, uh, been able to to work with them and, and become pretty good with it the skills are largely transferable but i will say that marionettes in my experience take a slightly different set of skills and it's not so transferable and that's not a mode that i can uh, boast much confidence in at this time ventriloquism is sort of that extra layer of not only doing the puppet but you're also being you and you're trying you're creating the illusion that you are speak that the puppet is speaking and you don't move your mouth which is uh it's a little like learning a dialect basically because when you learn a dialect you substitute certain sounds uh in order to achieve that sound and so just as maybe if you were doing a southern accent you would maybe substitute uh, an e for an i so you would turn um pen into pin the way that they might or or if you're doing a British accent, you would substitute the O sound for an O sound, so you would say slow down. Uh, you know, uh similarly with ventriloquism, you might you have to substitute all of the consonants that involve your lips with uh consonants that occur further back in the mouth, so you don't have to move your lips. So you replace Bs with D's and M's with N's and things like that. And I'm not particularly good at it. Uh uh, some people are excellent at it. I know so several ventriloquists, and I always love watching their work.
0: I always wondered how that worked, being able to uh, speak without moving your mouth when you're uh, working as a ventriloquist.
1: Yeah, well, essentially, it's it's um, you know, uh, it's hard. It's hard too. And I mean, people are there are people who are better and worse at it. Uh, obviously, you know, like there are some people where I I can't believe I can't believe that that's you know, occurring. Like, I can't believe that it sounds so good. You can't even tell they're doing sound replacements, you know. But then some people, maybe they aren't quite so good at that, but their character is really strong and their their writing is really strong and their improv is really strong. You know, that's sort of the beautiful thing about puppets. Like, sometimes a puppet can be really puppety when it moves around. Like, it really transparently isn't real, but there's a, I don't know, a humor to that that can be derived, um, and, and it's okay, and that becomes part of the style of movement of the piece.
0: So, um, I guess, like, what have you learned as far as, uh, the business aspect of being a performer, or being a puppeteer, uh, like, what are some things you've learned over the years as far as, uh, making the right connections and getting yourself out there?
1: Oh, well, it's definitely all about who you know. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely about you have to be friendly. You've got to be uh, fun to work with. You have to know how to put a resume together. You have to know how to put yourself out there. You've got to be, um, you know, it's not about, like, I don't, every friend you make, every person you work with is a potential, um, is a connection that could yield something for you down the line. And I'm not saying you should look at people as just, you know, objects of your career advancement and use them. But I think that just having a network of people that are all fun to work with and that you support each other is really important. And I'm able to work full time in my field. And I have been I haven't taken a non performance related job in a year and a half now. And before that, I would go between full time and, you know, about half of what I was doing being performance for several years. Uh, But I'm able to do it full time now because I have connections with, you know, dozens of companies and they kind of, you know, there are certain companies I work with in the summer. There are certain companies I work with in the school year and they kind of cycle and then I fill it in by constantly auditioning and then you audition, you make a new connection. So remember everybody, connect with everybody, do your best with everybody. And keep putting yourself out there, and uh, you know the best, um, especially now, the better you can have an easy to access, easy to look at presentation of who you are and what you can do, like a website or a reel or whatever, uh, the better, because that's how that's that's the calling card now. You know, people can look at you on their phones and be like, okay, great, and uh, you know, pay it forward. I I love getting my friends jobs anytime anyone needs somebody i always try to refer somebody i've worked with you know it's it's really great to to help everybody get work
0: and i guess showing an interest in the other person and their art helps with networking too like if you show a genuine interest in them they're likely to show an interest in you as well
1: yeah absolutely it's i mean to whatever extent you can absolutely support each other and uh you know it's definitely a skill i think Going out, getting yourself work, auditioning, these are all resume writing, cover letter writing, these are all skills independent of your talent as a performer. And being good to work with is a skill independent of your talent as a performer. There are plenty of very talented people who are not particularly, uh, fun to work with or who don't have good attitudes and that will, ref- that will end up watching out in the amount of work they get and How many times people ask to work with them again versus someone who may not be quite the most talented you have ever met, but who is um, a good listener, uh, contributes positively to the work environment and does their best. That person might get further.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're putting a lot of hard work into it as it is. I mean, you want to on top of that, be be around someone who's hard to deal with. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't make it easier in any way
1: oh yeah i mean i've seen i've seen negativity in a cast can just kill a show very easily and it's sort of uh it's a it's very easy to get into because negativity can be a bonding experience at first you know like if if everybody's kind of like oh how come the company did this like well all all the actors will talk about it together and it'll be like really fun to like connect with somebody like, oh, someone's thinking what I'm thinking. And of course, not that you should just like smile and nod to any given mistreatment. You know, you should stick up for yourself and and demand that you be treated well and, and, and paid for. It. Your work, our work is worth something and we should uh, we should definitely um, have standards. But at the same time, you know, uh, some if you get to a point where everybody complains about everything and everybody hates each other then you're not going to do well when you're out on stage. I think it's just as important, if not more, that people get along when they're not performing than when they are. It's better to focus on what you
0: like about a situation or a person you're working with.
1: Yeah, I mean, to the best extent you can. Obviously, everything, there's a range, you know, and uh, there are occasions where voicing one's concern or frustration or warranted or venting can be very helpful as well psychologically so don't be like a you know smiling all the time like you know like you don't have to be a weirdo about it but you know i think that a positive attitude is generally something that helps and uh i've worked for certain companies with you know in the same show with multiple casts um, that i've been in for years but we would you know the cast would change out over time and i would see the difference between a group of people who love the work and are happy to be there and like each other versus the opposite and in the former case even when something is wrong it just gets fixed and settled and it doesn't poison everything the way it does with a more negative group dynamic
0: so what are the, some of the more recent projects you've worked on and what do you have planned for the future
1: i just shot a promotional video with a company called circus hill that rents out um, optical illusion costumes, uh, costume where it it looks like you're holding a small animal and you're actually puppeteering it and you have a fake fake arm or or one of them it looks like a gorilla is carrying you around in a cage and a half different cool things like that. We just shot a, a promotional commercial video for that. Uh, I was recently uh, in a commercial for Emblem Health, which is a health provider that is in New York City and provides health care and other resources to uh, different communities throughout the city. And I was performing um, the mascot costume, Emblem the Wellness Dog, which is a giant anthropomorphized golden retriever who works as a motivational life coach, health trainer type person and I was that Uh, I just concluded my fifth season at Field Station Dinosaurs and uh, that was a blast and we're working on some stuff in the fall still on the weekends until mid-November looking ahead I actually am trying uh, to move my career a little bit into doing voiceover because uh, doing voices and creating characters through vocalization is a passion of mine that I get to use a lot in puppetry and I'm very interested in expanding it into that field and uh, trying to get some of that going as well as some of the activism related art performance projects that I had mentioned before.
0: Yeah that's what I've uh, that's why I've been drawn to voice acting and I want to get more into doing it is because, you're not limited to just your type you can play all different sorts of characters with your voice even if it looks if they even if they look entirely different for you i always thought that's really neat so that's definitely something i'm trying to get into more myself yeah yeah i i love it i
1: i um, basically uh about a year ago i did a stage reading of a radio play and i got to do like probably you know six or seven different voices and I was just a bunch of people came up to me and were talking about the the range that I had displayed, and they were just some of them had worked in voiceover and encouraged me to pursue it. So I've sort of been like uh, working my way up to trying to get that off the ground, and I'm very excited about taking some steps now that I have a little bit of time from full time employment.
0: I did a similar thing uh, at NYU. I played uh, for a skit. For voiceover skit, I played two different characters. I played the 911 operator, and then I played the guy that the 911 operator was on the phone with.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I figure I'm only doing the voices, so might as well try to do it without jamming my arm up in the air, which is what I'm doing, you know, when I'm puppeteering.
0: So I guess if you had a dream of where you'd one day like to be with your work, uh, what would it be? Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I... Uh, I'm not particularly interested in being famous or having a lot of money, but I am very interested in working with the people that have inspired me and getting to have my work seen by as many people as possible and and be able to affect as many people as possible. So I would really like to find myself acting and voice acting and puppeteering in larger scale projects and hopefully contributing in some small way to some of what I would say is the best work in our culture and some of the more talented people. And if I could work with them and do projects like that, it would just, it would be really phenomenal.
0: So if an artist has very strong beliefs, like with you, you obviously very feel very strong about uh, animal rights and veganism. Uh, do you think it's important for an artist to put their strong beliefs into their art?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I, I sort of, At the level I am of just being a person who makes their living and nobody really knows who I am, I feel that I should use the resources I have to advocate for things that I believe in, and I would feel the same in a situation where I may have have more resources or more sway or more influence or more money. So certainly that would be um, something that I think people should do and something that I plan to do. That's another... That's probably the only good reason to move into work to make that would put me in a better financial place would I mean after I you know in addition to knowing that I will you know be able to eat and pay my bills, uh, which I don't always have the luxury of knowing that for sure, um, in addition to that, I could conceivably financially contribute in a larger way to some of the causes and organizations that I believe are doing very good work.
0: And what advice would you give to other people trying to make it in the business?
1: Um, Do what you love. Don't wait for other people to give you permission to work. You should do your own work. Write, direct, uh, put up shows with friends, uh, and um, stay positive. Keep trying. Don't get hung up on one job. Um, You know, you got to learn to deal with rejection, but also uh, find ways to keep yourself inspired and, uh, you know, if this is really important to you, then don't give up.
0: So anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up?
1: Uh, I appreciate the time, um, to be able to talk about these things that are so important to me. And I, I guess I will just, uh, sort of end on a note of like, sure. It's fun to talk about what I do and the fun that I have, but, um, You know, I became an activist because there is really widespread injustice um, being leveled against our fellow animals and indeed our fellow humans, and I really think that if everybody who cared took a stand for what they cared about and we joined together, we could make a world that is more beautiful and more peaceful and more happy than it's ever been. And I think that the fact that that
0: could happen
1: is enough reason to fight for it. And I invite you to become active and fight for a better world for everybody. And
0: was it hard making the switch at first to being a
1: vegan? No, no, it wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I went vegan in in one day, which is somewhat different from most uh, people. Most people seem to sort of scale down or become vegetarian for some time i saw a video that just laid it all out this is the deal veganism is is here's why and i was like i can't participate in that anymore and i've definitely had a lot of um evolution of views and and changes of mind and broadening of concern for different issues since then you know it was it was sort of like that was where i was and now i and now i have a much broader and more specific understanding and opinion on a lot of things but uh you know the first month it was a habit to build it you it takes you know i think it takes about a month to get used to okay this is the bread that i'll get this is this is the thing i'll get where do i find this particular thing or whatever it's 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 not that hard of a change if you have access to you know a, a standard grocery store there are obviously some people uh out in the world who don't have access to that sort of thing and um, that would be more difficult but I think for most people it's in our country anyway it's not that hard and uh, it certainly wasn't hard for me Uh, I think what was difficult was uh, finding my voice in all of this and trying to learn what I thought the best thing to do was and now I am part of a community a network of wonderful caring people who are trying to make the world a better place and I'm really happy about that
0: And what was your main reason for going vegan, uh, just being against animal cruelty or? Yeah. I I mean, I I would say ethics is the big part of it. And, and, you know, sometimes
1: people separate environment from ethics. I I think that, so sure it's, it's the ethics of the animals directly being exploited and harmed, but, uh, environmentalism or environmental concerns, are also an ethical concern because, you know, um, Really, no ethical progress can be made without a planet to live on. So it's very essential that we all still have a place to live if we want to try to make the world a more ethical place.
0: So if people want to look more into what you're talking about, do you have any books you'd recommend or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So – I mean you can find so much on this topic and and indeed when I first went vegan I spent a long time reading about things but if you are interested in uh, going vegan the website vegankit.com is uh, really cool and informative it tells you sort of all of the information on animals, health, the environment, how to go vegan, where to find stuff, recipes, it's just just a very um, complete and convenient resource for that and then if you're interested in becoming active, if you are a vegan or vegetarian, or even if you just care about animals and you're not quite there yet, I definitely invite you to check out the work being done by direct action everywhere. There are chapters all over the world. And if there isn't a chapter near you, you can start one. And I found it to be uh, a very empowering network to work with. And I've done some things I'm very proud of and met some of the best people in my life through that. So I, I definitely recommend checking out our work and, uh, and then, um, there are all types of other. See what other activism might be in your particular town or city or area. There are so many out uh groups that do vegan outreach um protest specific animal issues and various uh, work on food justice and food distribution uh, of getting vegan food to humans who need it and who don't have access to it. so there are just so many wonderful people working on really wonderful things and if you just start looking around and going into groups on facebook and seeing what there is you'll find something that suits you
0: well thank you very much for coming on uh, it's been cool having you um i think that's about it we've had a pretty good conversation uh, i guess unless uh there's anything else you'd like to talk about we can wrap up
1: uh no i i think i think that was great i really appreciate the opportunity to come on thank you so much sean it was great to talk to you
0: yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming on and everything, right. and I'll, I'll let you know when the episode's. Oh on. yeah,
1: please. I would. I would love to. Love to listen to it. All
0: right, so that was the interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to look more into Chris's work, go to com. That's C H R I S. P A L M I E R I. Dot W E E B L Y And you can also look up Chris Palmieri Chris Palmieri on YouTube, and you'll find his stuff there. And if you want to keep updated with future episodes of BSing with Sean K, go to bsing with Sean That's BSing with Sean And there's a link to my Twitter, my Facebook, and everything else on there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for this episode, and I'll catch you on the next one.